London. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. Hi, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon Thursday. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Trent Condon, myself, Ken Miller, with you uh, until noon as we will talk sports with you on the BMW of Des Moines guest list. Uh, here today, we're going to start things off with a newcomer to the lineup. Uh, our, I guess, hopefully, what will turn out to be our second Cyclone voice, Dave Sproul, uh, KASI in Ames, going to be one of them, and Ben Visser, by just realized today's Cedar Rapids Gazette Day on the program. It is. Uh, ben Visser, who covers Iowa State. That's where we found Dylan Montz, after all, in the beginning. Ben Visser uh, is the Cyclone beat writer for the Gazette. He'll join us in about 20 minutes. Uh, then we're going to talk some NBA and, and look forward to, to doing so with a guy who's covered the lead for decades, Sean Devaney. Devaney Devaney. I can never, I'm never sure. I've said it both ways. He's never corrected me when I've said it the wrong way. I'm sure he gets it all the time. I'm going to guess. Yeah, one of those names that you could... Miller's easy. Right. Condon, pretty easy. Pretty easy. Yeah. Of course, people add some other words to it or an extra hump at that last letter. Right. I think they're pretty funny. But, yeah, yeah, pretty easy overall. It's one of those names that... Devaney, Devaney, we'll ask him. We'll and get we'll, it right. We will, and we'll ask him about the NBA, whose plan has been uh, made public, as they're going to get uh, set to resume play. A couple of things I actually like about it. I really do. Uh, so we'll get into that. Uh, he has covered the league for Sporting News. I mean, he's, and now he's with Forbes, I think. Yes, Forbes, yep. uh, the sports department over there. Uh, so we'll talk to him. Then we'll hear from the governor of the state of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, twice weekly press conferences, 11 o'clock. So we will carry that as we have said we will do and we'll continue to do so. It was, you know, the beginning about uh, COVID, but I'm assuming there'll be, you know, some of the, uh, the protests, et cetera. They were part of Tuesday's press conference. I'm guessing today will be no different. We'll hear from her at 11 o'clock and then 1130-ish. 35, our friend Mark Moorhouse from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Kirk Ferentz had a uh, meeting with his team. He had a meeting with the media yesterday, all via Zoom, and uh, we will talk about the Hawkeyes uh, with Mark Moorhouse. So I don't know where you want to start, Trent. You want to start with the NBA? You want to t- start with MLB? Uh, the uh, Drew Brees stuff, he said what he said. He realized his uh, what uh, he calls a mistake and uh, tried to clear that up this morning. Whether it goes over with some people, they will accept the apology. Some won't. I understand that. Um, you know, I, what do you want to do with Drew Brees? Yeah, that, that's one that uh, him walking it back shouldn't come as a surprise. But even the walk back, seeing more and more what a bad look this has been as he puts out the Instagram post, mm-hmm. very well worded. It was. But it came... It wasn't. If you took this wrong... Right, right. As you see so many of them, the apology actually making it worse. Right. It wasn't that. It was Mm well-crafted. But part of the crafting and the picture that went up with the accompanying words... Oh, the hands, the interlocking hands, yeah. A black guy and a white guy's Mm -hmm. hands together. Yep. Coming together. Well, I see some people that work in PR, public relations. All that Breeze's team did, or Drew Breeze did... Was Google black and he, black and white hand together, and it's like the first image that pops Is up. Is that right? And you can buy the stock photo for thirty bucks. Is that right? It, it just those are the kind of small things that continue. 
I get it. I look, understand if you want it. to hate Drew Brees, you're going to look for those things. Yes. If you want to yep. accept his apology, you're going to move on. Um, you know, it's up to everybody to do that, right? And mm-hmm. look, here's the thing that that might take away from it all, Trent. Is I mean, up until last week. I'm not sure there's ever been, maybe there is, I don't know, Louisiana sports history as well as some, Mm -hmm. but find me anybody that's come, again, I don't, who would be that person? I don't know. Joe Burrow was a one-year deal, right? Drew Brees lives in New Orleans, has given millions of his money to the city of New Orleans. Went there when... Could have gone elsewhere. Miami was, of course, talked about a whole lot. Many people, nobody really thought going into it. That's where he's going to end up because they were coming off Katrina. Well, then that's just it, Trent. He was he was as big of a uniter mm-hmm. around Katrina as anyone, and he, and he delivered them a Super Bowl, right? Um, and he's going to. The, I still think he's a Hall of Famer. I will we'll see some whether some people in the room vote against him for the remarks yesterday, but still. From where he was last week, where I started this, he would have been eight. You want to be the governor of Louisiana, you're going to get 70% of the vote. You want to be the mayor of New Orleans, you're probably going to get 85% of the vote. Yeah. Um, regardless of what party he belongs to. That's, he's Drew Brees. Mm-hmm. He was his own party there. But listening to the protest last night, the F Drew Brees. Yeah. It was I mean, this just wasn't yeah. 10, 12 people doing this. This was a entire uh, pro, group of protesters in uh, the Crescent City last night. It was... Anyways, my my takeaway from it was I think this can be certainly another moment for us white people, the white people to understand, because I know a lot of people. In fact, I was texting with one of them today that have very similar thoughts to the original statements from Drew Brees. They think the same way. And I understand it. There are going to be people, University of Iowa, Kirk Ferentz in his Zoom meeting yesterday talking about he wants whatever they decide to do as a team to do it as a team. If we're going to kneel we're all going mm-hmm. to kneel. If we're going to stand, we're all going to stand. And that's going to be divisive one way or it the is, other. Trent. You're 100% right. There are going to be people. And there are people that, regardless, will never, ever take a knee, even if their beloved Hawkeyes mm-hmm. are taking a knee. They will not do it mm-hmm. because that is their beliefs. And that's fine. Absolutely. I, I'm not saying to go away from your beliefs, but it's about the understanding aspect. It's about understanding their the beliefs. other side. Right. Yes. Diversity. Not just yours. Yes. Diversity. Listening, understanding. Yep. Realizing that your own worldview isn't the only one out there. And you see it as this symbol. You see the flag of this symbol. Whatever America means to you, people look at it differently. Everybody doesn't have that same scope. And and to have a little depth and breadth to the conversation and opening yourself up and listening and really listening, not just, I will listen to you, but then I'm going to tell you why I think this way. Mm -hmm. Compartmentalize. Listen. And see what that does. I think this is a part of the conversation. And Drew Brees realizing that himself. Well, his locker room is going to be difficult to deal it with, is. too. And I mean, there is a lot to repair yeah, there. Absolutely. Including some of the uh, you know, the vo- the voices that you would think would resonate in that room, like a Michael Thomas, like a Kamara. And they're, they're not alone. Anyways, um, we'll, we'll, see where, we'll see where this goes. But boy, oh, boy. Uh, a fall from grace in a lot of people's eyes in New Orleans yesterday for the uh, quarterback of the New Orleans Saints. So let's get to the NBA, Trent, because I probably would have bet a lot of money Major League Baseball would be the first of the professional sports to return. Oh, by the way, racing in Knoxville, I just heard the commercial this, uh-huh. this, yeah. uh, this Saturday night. So the is this first in Iowa? The first, I mean, I know they had one the couple of weeks ago with no fans in attendance. Right. Yep. Will this be the first sporting? Of, I mean, what else with would fans it be? in attendance? Right. I can't think of anything offhand. 
that the would no jump golf out. Golf tournament, principal charity classic right. was postponed, not canceled, postponed. Um, so the first in Iowa with fans since. Help me out. The 4A Boys Basketball oh, Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Your yeah. Ankeny Hawks getting it done. My Hawks, baby. <laughs> Champions coming out as the sixth seed. Seems and like it was a long time ago. It wasn't. That was a fun game to watch, too. That really yeah. was, knowing that this might be it for a while. And it was. And it was. <laughs> yeah, it absolutely was. Did you ever think, though, that we would be still at this point? This long it, into it? Especially that Friday oh, night. Man. I mean, it felt like at that time things were going to be shutting down for a while. Mm-hmm. But to think that here we are into the first week in June and we still right. we don't have an official answer. We have the NHL plan. Now we have the NBA plan. Yep. We don't have baseball, but... Unless you like German soccer, there hasn't well, been no. a whole lot here. No, there hasn't. Has I have flipped on ESPN over the weekend. I see there there's live cornhole bags tournaments going on, and the guys are wearing face coverings. But we're talking about the big four <laughs> yeah. of sports that even throw yeah, bags doesn't uh, no no it doesn't quite fall. Did you that. spend time watching no, the bags? No, 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 it was I, I have in the past. It's two three minutes. I don't enough. know how you could do it. I really and truly don't. Well, I, I play mean, a I, lot of bags of tailgates. Yeah, so. but it's to put it on ESPN or ESPN two more right, likely, yeah, right? Yeah, more likely. By the way, when I, I told you I taped Lance Armstrong, watch part two of it. I got the edited version. Oh, you did? Yes, yeah, a part two. So it didn't have the same kind no, of yeah. And I would have been part one, obviously, right out of the shoot. If you mm-hmm. haven't watched it and you've got it recorded, and you've got young children. You know, do it after they're in bed because right out of the shoe, you don't expect it to go boom, you know, from zero to 90 in uh, by the end of his first sentence. And that's what it was. So, yeah, it was kind of different to watch the yeah. edited version of part two of it. So uh, the NBA, just back to that real sure. quick, the the play in for the playoffs. I'm glad that they're not inviting all the teams, mm-hmm. right? The Warriors and the uh, T-Wolves and, and, and the Bulls, the bottom feeders, teams that have no chance. Uh, of getting up to that ninth, but they don't need to be in it. Their, their season is over and, you know, get set for the ping pong balls to come out and hope that you haven't traded away your draft pick or it's, uh, a lottery protected or whatever. Um, but the fact that the eight and nine teams, if they're within four games of one another, they are going to play a, well, three games, but if the eighth seed wins the first game, then it's over. It's over, yeah. The ninth seed has to beat the eighth seed twice in order for them to get, it's kind of like the, it's like the a Dayton. Okay, the, the, the play-in. The, the yeah. play-in. Don't call it that if you're around Fran no, McCaffrey. No, no. The opening round. The opening round of the NCAA tournament. Well, it's like the old school played a slow-pitch softball tournament. You got a double you dip go. in the double, champion. Right. You came out the backside, the right. bracket of opportunity. So you got to beat them twice. You got to beat them twice. You got to double dip them. Precisely. In order to do that, it, it's a fun wrinkle to it. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's going to be certainly really good. And one thing that I, I haven't seen particulars, and I read Woj and I read a lot of NBA writers last night, was what this regular season, quote-unquote, the conclusion. Yeah, I'm with you. Eight games for all of the teams. Does that mean the Lakers, they're just playing bottom feeders? Are we going to get a Lakers-Bucks game in there during this, quote-unquote, end of the regular season? How are they going to come up with that? Because there's a pretty good chance. Like, well, of course, it's not a likelihood. There was games scheduled mm-hmm. with the teams that aren't going to be part of this. Who thing. you were supposed to play, I, that's point. part of it. Yeah, We'll talk to Sean about that uh, coming up at 1040, but those are the particulars that'll be fun. And... and you're looking for something to put on TV. If you have a draft oh. or you you have whatever it is a drawing for what your eight regular season games. You don't think people Lakers fans are going to tune into that? 
Yeah, what are our eight regular season games going to be to conclude here? No, when I are they going they to be playing? I think they will. Yeah, uh, content. I mean, look at I. I, I think it's great when uh, Mark Emmer and Chad Leistikow draw Big Ten road assignments in basketball. <laughs> right. You know, yes. something as simple as that. So yeah, if I'm, you know, and I don't get into that, but I pay attention. Oh, mm-hmm. why, you know, why I would have gone here? Um, but yeah, absolutely. I uh, we will clearly watch that. And here's the other thing: we'll clearly. I mean, if you're so inclined, clearly bet on it, right? Vegas open today, and the sports books are open today in Las Vegas. But what for what? There's no sports. There's no sports. Unless you're betting futures. Unless you're betting futures, and I guess that's all you have right now. Yeah. I I, um, I, I don't know. I'm guess uh, you know, most of the counters, you know, the counter space when mm-hmm. you walk up, there might be one teller working at yeah. most of these places. But what we have seen... And you, I, you showed me. Peralta apparently uh, put a video mm-hmm. on. So he was at the Orleans last night. At, did they open at midnight? Must have been at midnight. Now it was a video from somewhere else. So I don't know if Peralta was there, but okay, it's just a ten-second little video, kind of scanning through from the front door of the Orleans, up a couple blocks, people shoulder to shoulder, in line? just waiting to get in. Got to throw those dice. Got to play some cards. Got to touch those dirty chips. Well, we'll we'll see. I'm I'm actually we're 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 efforting having somebody on. We'll we'll have someone. I don't know who it'll be tomorrow. Will join us after the uh, opening day of Vegas. I, I love Vegas. Yeah, I love. I hated living there. The year 2013 that I was there from January 1st to middle of November, it was complete torture. I absolutely hated it. The people, at least the neighborhood I lived in. Just miserable. Just absolutely. First day I was there. First day in the house that we rented. Uh, went to the mailbox. My neighbor was at the mailbox at the same time. And I introduced myself. Mm-hmm. Hi, I'm Ken. I, I, we, we're, we moved in next door. Came from Iowa. Put her head down and walked away. Nothing for Not you. Not a peep. Not a peep. <laughs> it got worse from there. <laughs> Jeez. But um, now visiting... A whole different story, yeah, right? Yeah. It's fun. You're on vacation. And you got to find that sweet spot. You never want to be in Vegas too long. That's no. another thing. What's the what's for you is what? I think three nights is Th- too many. Three is... Three is right on the edge. Yes, yeah. And, and if, depending on when your flight comes in, when your flight's going home, that right. kind of thing. No, I can do Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, home Wednesday, uh-huh. which I've done a lot. But Thursday, Friday, Saturday, home Sunday, that's a whole different, because, you, I mean, you can't get any quiet. Right. Even in the hallway of your room, there's, you know. Um, what are you doing in your room? Well, you got to sleep at some point. <laughs> For me, a little earlier than others. Uh, but, but yeah, Monday, You're in Vegas, Tuesday, do you still go to bed at your exact time that you normally do? No, because it's Pacific time zone. Oh, okay. But I, so, yeah, I try not to have a beer until 8.30. Oh, really? Which is really difficult. That sounds there. awful. No, it is, yeah. But I don't want to... I'm not a day drinker. I've, I've never been a... Because you're you know, you get a buzz on, it's 5 o'clock in the afternoon. Yeah. But the best part of the then day... Then the party really I starts. I guess. Maybe it did. I don't know. Um, yeah, not, not for me. So anyway, so the NBA is back. Major League Baseball is... They can't get out of each other's way. I still think it's negotiations. The owner said, no way, we're not playing that many games. We're playing 50. Mm-hmm. So they want less baseball. They want to, but if it's an 82 game series, so I'm trying to figure out the math in my head, right? If they get back by July the 4th, the owners are determined to play the World Series in the playoffs in October. Mm-hmm. If yep. you bleed over to the first week of November, we've done that before. But if you want to play 82 games, there's 90 days, roughly. In September, mm-hmm. August, July. I guess probably July, August, September, right? You're looking to play 82, so there are a few off days in there. You schedule a couple of doubleheaders in schedule there. Schedule a couple of doubleheaders, so there is, you know, maybe you're going to play... One a month? July, August, September? Yes. There, there's three doubleheaders. A, a day-nighter, but you're, you've got plenty of time 
to get your regular season in. Maybe if you're playing those doubleheaders, like you said, maybe you start the expanded playoffs the last week of September. Mm-hmm. You're still starting the regular playoffs uh, come October, uh, October 1st, or certainly early in the month. And you know, you're crowning your champion in November. I mean, October to me is, as I've said many times, I think you're coming around. You were slow. I was slow. <laughs> March, I get your love for March. I, March is special. I'm, I'm just, I, I love March. October's better. Um, I mean, Trent, think of what, if we do get going here, mm-hmm. if we do have July NBA, July MLB, for me, July NHL, the Stanley Cup, a lot of people pay attention to it. You're getting set for NFL. Golf you know, is Trent, going. Golf is going, right? We're going to have we're NASCAR have for majors. those people. Right. That enjoy I mean, that. We could get sports, I don't want to say overload, because I think everybody's ready for sports overload, right? right? Yeah. But we, that's what we might be embarking on. I hope so. Just get this figured out. So I'm reading through the proposal or, or the non-return from the owner side last night of baseball. And doing this now as long as I have, going on 18 years, you, hear, you know what's going to happen for the most part. You don't know what's going to happen in each game, but negotiations, ploys, these types of things, you get... I don't want to say jaded. I don't think that's the right word, but you don't have that same kind of reaction that you did when you start in this business. Mm-hmm. And I was reading through it last night, and I, I felt that rage that I used to feel a whole lot more when it came to these kind of things. I know what the owners are doing. I, I completely understand. I know what they're doing, but it just pissed me off to no end. Just, mm-hmm. I don't want to hear the back and forth anymore. Lock themselves in a room yes. and open the door when you have a deal. So who's going to put the deadline out? Is it going to be the owners or is it going to be the players? That we have by June 15th. Well, the players will play to Christmas. Because they said that they've put, you know, we'll have an all-star game and home run derby <laughs> right. after the regular season, which is sometime in December, which is a ridiculous part of the proposal. So the, sounds like, I would bet that they are willing to play as long as it takes. Owners, on the other hand... The TV contracts have something to do with it ending in September. Mm-hmm. They want October baseball. You know, they want their playoffs in October. So I think the player, the owners rather, will put out that deadline, that drop dead day, and it's got to be soon. Yes. 15th of the month. Does that sound like. I mean, you're not going to be ready to play in, or no. on July the 4th if it lasts till. And not that that was. You know, that would have been a cool day to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, It'll get done. It will I'm get convinced it will too, Trent. They they will find a way. Is it going to be 114? No, of course it's not going to be 114. That's impossible in reality to do. Is it going to be 40 games? No, it's not going to be 40 games either. It's going to be in the middle. Yeah, I think somewhere in the middle. So, are you on the of the belief and in the camp of? I've seen a lot of this. Uh, if baseball doesn't play. I'll never watch another game. Baseball will have lost me. Uh, baseball is going to lose half of their fan base. You're telling me, and I'm not saying you, right? but as a Cubs fan, and I know you're a Twins fan, or a Twins fan, when 2021 opening day rolls around, you're going to cut off your nose to spite you. Nope, I'm out. I'm out. If you love the game. That's just it. I can't see it. I know there are those people out there. Those people that really aren't baseball fans. They're looking for an excuse, to, at least how I see it, looking for an excuse to maybe... Or they're just leave. grandstanding. Maybe. Maybe some of it. Yeah. Hey, look I, at me. I got I got this great tweet. I'm out. I'm out. Yep. Look how tough I am. Mm-hmm. Look how much I, I hate the owner, the billionaires and the millionaires fighting. Yep. And then you this, see him at the mall and he's wearing his Cubs hat. <laughs> right, exactly. Brand new one, too. Right. 
Uh, we'll take a time out. We're going to talk to uh, Ben Visser from the Cedar Rapids Gazette for the first time. You've had him on before. You and Jimmy yeah. B had him before? Yeah, yeah. We talked to him a few different times. A big wrestling fan also. Okay. I know he's wrote a lot about last year and, and the uh, squad with Dresser and company building their way up, but he covers the men's basketball, the women's basketball side, and, of course, football for the Cedar Rapids Gazette. So we will speak with Ben Visser, um, Sean Devaney. That's where I'm going with, Devaney. Going Devaney. Devaney at 1040 on the NBA. The governor of the state of Iowa has, holds her twice-weekly press conference this morning at 11 o'clock. We will carry it until, well, who knows, uh, 11.30 or thereabouts. Mark Morehouse at 11.35 from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Miller and Condon with you until noon. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO and 106. Their families. Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO. It's a classic, isn't it? Love it. Oh, man. Clapton's so talented. He really was. I'll never forget, though, when uh, somebody asked him, this came out when Prince died, and somebody had asked him, oh, years before, what's it like to be the best guitar player in the world? And his response was, you know, I don't know, you'll have to ask Prince. Wow. <laughs> and Eric Clapton high, saying that? High praise. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, it's Cedar Rapids Gazette Day here at KXNO. <laughs> Mark Morehouse coming up in a little bit more than an hour. Ben Visser right now. He covers Iowa State. Uh, ben Trent Condon, my name's Ken Miller. I've never spoken with you before, Ben. I'm glad to have you on. Thanks for doing this. How are you? My pleasure. I'm good. How are you guys? Doing pretty well. So uh, the Iowa State bid, I guess before we you know get into it, um, we hope to have you on a bunch. We appreciate the fact that you're willing to at least uh, listen and see how this works out. How long have you been at the Gazette? And did you take Dylan's place when he moved to the Ames Tribune? I took Dylan's place. Yeah, I took Dylan's place when he left to go to the Ames Tribune. So that would have been three and a half years ago. I think this upcoming season will be the beginning of my fourth year so it'll be three full years in september so essentially so the campbell era yes pretty much the entire campbell era that's right indeed well he's uh been out with his players i thought i saw in your twitter feed that uh the the video that the football program put out yesterday i know that uh there was a couple of days ago that matt campbell was out in public and he was uh, speaking to a group of people uh jamie pollard has been i think done a terrific job through this keeping everybody uh, being as transparent as he really is, as can be, Ben, and I don't need to know, and I don't think the public deserves to know the student athletes that have been stricken with the uh, with the virus. But it was good to see the transparency that's really been on display through the entire COVID situation from Jamie Pollard. Absolutely, I agree one hundred percent. And just a little clarification: the person who was diagnosed with um, COVID was a student worker, not a student athlete in the um, athletic department, so it wasn't an athlete. Now, they did say that there are four who are showing symptoms, but they haven't been officially Got it. Um, diagnosed with COVID. Um, and to go on that a little bit, I do want to note that um, Iowa State wrestler Austin Gomez, his dad, Hector, was diagnosed with COVID-19 and is currently on a ventilator. Oof. So um, any prayers, thoughts, or concerns for the Gomez family, um, I'm sure it would be greatly appreciated by them. Um, he's going through a pretty rough time right now, and apparently, from what I've seen on Austin's Twitter feed, um, they can't even go visit him right now. Right. He's just 
in strict quarantine on a ventilator. So um, they're going to need any any and everyone's help um, through this. So I just wanted to say that as well. But I agree 100% that Jamie has done an excellent job throughout this entire process. And I'd like to say, too, that um, Iowa has done an incredibly good job. Both of Iowa State schools, mm-hmm. the big state schools, have done a tremendous job throughout both this COVID crisis as well as um, the current, you know, riot or protests that are happening right now. So um, I just want to give major props to both the big universities in Iowa for that. Ben, it's it's been such a, a wild time, and you're you're kind of at the middle of things there, working for the Gazette, really close to Iowa City. You see that side, but covering the Cyclone beat the way that you do, kind of seeing the differences between the two sides, the way that they've tackled it. And, and one of the biggest things, Jamie Pollard, first of all, being one of the first universities and athletic departments to talk about scaling back money, going that route in terms of pay for coaches and administrators and the like, but one that continues to dominate headlines and conversations is about what Jack Trice Stadium is going to look like and 50% capacity, what that's going to be, how that's going to play out. And who knows, by the time we get to September, they might have yet another circumstance that says, we've got 30,000 30, tickets that we can sell all of a sudden as things look better. I mean, that's still out there too. But the ticket side of things, what do you look at it and what Pollard has said, your takeaway? Yeah, I think it's, I think it's the right call as long as I'm sure they're going to put in the mitigation risks or mitigation prevention that they can um, just to try to make it as safe as it can be. I mean, when you're putting 30,000 people in a relatively confined area, it's not going to be perfectly safe, and he's admitted that. Um, But I think if they put in good mitigation, um, I think it's going to be a – it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I'll say that. Um, From what I understand, what they're going to do is – families or groups of people be seated together and then they'll have a a few spaces either between them or front and back or however they're going to do it and then there'll be another group of people so it's not like it's going to be 50 percent capacity they're not going to go every other it's going to be your family or your group and then separation and then the the next group so i think that's that sounds like the right call to me and then like you said by september who knows we might be able to be up to 75 100 percent even so um, I like 50% at the start just because it's worst-case scenario right now, generally speaking. Um, so you're preparing for the worst, and then if something better happens, it's easy to go from bad to good. It's hard to go from, oh, let's prepare for the best-case scenario and then try to reactively go to the worst case. So um, I think he's going about it the right way, and um, hopefully we'll be getting more than – 30,000 people in Jack Trice. That's my ideal goal because, I mean, that means we're getting ahead of this COVID thing and things are on the right track. Mm. Uh, and I agree with you, by the way. I think it's going to be difficult for Gary Barta to appease everybody if he has to go back mm-hmm. and take some of those uh, tickets away from some of the people that have, uh, he's cashed their checks. But anyways, uh, yeah, so, so back to the stadium and how they're going to handle it with the groups. I imagine they will utilize every section, right, including the upper deck, even if it's yeah. uh, if it's fifty percent. By the way, Trent told me during the break that Texas was at twenty five. The state of Texas was twenty five percent capacity. They're now already up to fifty, and they haven't even played okay. a game anywhere. So they're moving. Uh, they've moved up and joined the fifty percent club. But all the sections would be utilized uh, at Jack Trice, correct? For my understanding, that is correct. Yes, that's the way they have to do it, right? Yeah. I think. 
open everything up, kind of go that direction and, and figuring that thing out. You know, another part, and I don't know if Pollard has answered this, I, I think of my group that I go to Iowa games with, and, well, none of us live in the same house. We have tickets yeah. together, but hmm. we're all there. How does that work? you got a block of eight tickets, nobody in the same house. Are we allowed to stay together? We tailgate together? What's tailgating going to look like? That's yet another question there. But as it pertains to groups, you say families. That's how you normally think it is. But that's not the case for everybody. Was that addressed at all by Pollard? Not to my knowledge, and that's an excellent point. The next time I talk to him, I'm definitely going to ask him about that. Mm -hmm. Um, I would guess that you would be able to, as long as you know the people you're sitting with well, and I assume you do if you have a group of tickets with them. I think you'd be allowed, from my understanding currently, and I'll ask Pollard about this, but from my understanding currently, you would be allowed to sit in that group still. But I don't quote me on that verbatim, and I will ask him about it, and I will give you a more definitive answer in the future about that. Mm. Uh, we, we're talking with Ben Visser from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Ben, who on, uh, you can't say Brock Purdy. <laughs> Brock Purdy. Okay. Brock Purdy's <laughs> out for this answer. Offensively. Who are you most looking forward to see take steps? I mean, is it Brees Hall is the easy answer, I would think. I mean, he burst on the scene when he was finally given his opportunity, put up some incredible numbers hauling the ball. He just was under 900 yards, I want to say, uh, for whatever reason that uh, rings a bell. But, I mean, what, what's, what's potentially his sophomore season going to look like? Because I think still, when you look at – I'm still – I'm not ready to write off Jirel Brock. I think that Brock's got a chance to, to be a really nice player. And Johnny Lang is – his quickness, he's going to get, you would think, some carries. And Nwongo might be relegated to that special teams guy. Uh, not that uh, that's a role that uh, doesn't fit him because he's as quick as anybody on the squad. But what about, is Brees Hall the player that most Iowa State fans, do you think, not named Brock Purdy, offensively are looking forward to this year? I think without a doubt. Him or uh, maybe Charlie Cole are the yep, tight end. Yep. I think those two are going to be the two biggest names people are looking forward to outside of Brock Purdy. Um and it makes total sense. Brees Hall, we had heard all throughout fall camp, and even in spring a little bit, hey, he's a, the most natural runner on the team. He's going to be good when he gets on the field. And Campbell does this whole thing where he would rather play you too late than too early, which makes complete sense. He wants to make sure his guys are ready and they're going to have success when they step on the field. He did the same thing with Brock Purdy. Did, did it with Brees Hall, obviously. And it worked out. I mean, like you said, he had 956 yards last season, um, just rushing, and he proved to be a pretty good receiving back as well um yeah Brees Hall without a doubt I think is in the conversation for most interesting player on Iowa State and I agree with you 100% about Jirel Brock um Matt Campbell when he was at Toledo um he loved using two running backs even with Kareem Hunt I forget the other running back's name that he had but both rushed Mm -hmm. for 900 yards or so somewhere around that number um so Matt Campbell is not opposed at all to using two running backs and having a two running back system. It's just that he hasn't really had that opportunity at Iowa State because David Montgomery was, you know, one of the best running backs in the Big 12 when he was at Iowa State. And then Brees Hall burst on the scene, and you're not going to burn two red shirts in the same year, I don't think. That's, right. that's hard to justify. So um, I wouldn't be shocked at all if Darrell Brock is the number two back for Iowa State next season at some point. He might not get the carries right away. It might be Johnny Lang getting the number two carries, but um, I think by the end of the season, I could definitely see Jirel Brock and Brees Hall. Maybe not splitting snaps, but um, 
Matt Campbell wouldn't be afraid to let Jirel Brock carry the rock a few times. Jirel, yeah, Jirel Brock carry the rock. Look at that. Um, carry the rock a few times. <laughs> there you go. There's a headline for you. You're ready to go. Talk with Ben Visser from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Commit number 14 for the Cyclone football program for the 2021 class over the weekend. Jalen Noel uh, makes his commitment a wide receiver from Kansas City. Picks the Cyclones over Nebraska. That's always got to be a good feeling for the Cyclones. But as a whole, recruiting Top 30 in the country, according to 24-7. Third in the Big 12. Campbell just continues to keep it rolling on the recruiting front. Yeah, Campbell's done a good job recruiting, hasn't he? Mm -hmm. Um, He came in and he said, we're going to be the Midwest option for the Big 12. And that's almost exactly what he does, exactly what he's done. Um, Paul Rhodes, as we know, focused on Texas and Florida and tried um, tried to get guys from there. And it worked, sort of. But um, Campbell and his focus on the Midwest and Ohio specifically, his home state, um, has greatly aided um, the talent level at Iowa State. He's, I mean, Brees Hall from Kansas, um, Jarrell Brock from Illinois. Um, it just it makes too much sense for him for Iowa State not to be to not recruit in the Midwest because. Um, the Big Ten is obviously an excellent conference. And there's a lot of competition within from Big Ten teams like Nebraska. But the Big Ten also generally plays a little bit different than the Big 12 does. So if a guy wants to be more in a spread option offense, and obviously Ohio State is like that, but if they want to be in a more spread offense, the Big 12 is going to be a little bit better option, a little bit better fit um, in that regard. So... It makes a lot of sense for um, Iowa State to do exactly what it's doing in the recruiting. Ben, this is my last thing for you, and I don't know if you've taken a look yet uh, around the conference-wise regarding football this fall. Uh, Look, Baylor was that team last year, right? Came out of nowhere, per se. Uh, Maybe a lot was picked mid-pack, but finished up 8-1. Had a remarkable year. There were four teams that finished 5-4, and Texas, Oklahoma State, Iowa State, and K-State. TCU had a disappointing year. Who's the the team that can come from – you know that didn't have a uh, didn't make it a lot of noise last year. That maybe this year's Baylor, maybe not eight and one, but seven and two in conference. Who's that school? Putting me on the spot right now, I would say TCU. Um, they obviously had Max Duggan at quarterback, fresh true freshman, and he had his ups and downs. Um, if he can get more consistent, I like TCU's chances because Gary Patterson is always going to have a good defense. Um, and I think even in the Big 12 defense, it can win you a lot of games, especially like Baylor did last year. Baylor had the best defense in the Big 12. Mm-hmm. Um, they were able to slow down the juggernauts, um, relatively speaking. And so and for that reason, I like TCU just because um, their defense is always going to be good. They have a really good safety whose name I am forgetting currently. Um but, no, I like TCU's team a lot. If they can get Max Duggan to a, a quality starting quarterback level, um, I think they're going to be a really good football team. Now, you and I are drinking from the same trough. I'm, I'm the same way on TCU, and they got that five-star running back, Evans, who yeah. decommitted from yeah. Georgia. Yep. Uh, he's going to be a pain in the you-know-what. And I think Duggan's, um, Duggan's arrow's pointing up, no doubt about that. Uh, ben, thank you. Great to get to know you a little bit. Look forward to speaking with you more as the season gets closer. Uh, ben Visser from the Cedar Rapids Gazette. Uh, you can find Ben on Visser. Ben, what are you? Ben Visser 43, is that it? 
That's it. Yep. Uh, at Ben Visser 43, Cedar Rapids Gazette. Ben, thanks. Good to get to know you. Appreciate it. Thank you. Good to get to know you. Thank you. Take care. Ben Visser from the uh, Cedar Rapids Gazette. As we talk a little bit of Iowa State, Mark Moorhouse in an hour from now, uh, also from the Cedar Rapids Gazette, Sean Devaney on the NBA Next. He's with Forbes, has covered the league for decades. NBA's got a plan. End of July, they'll be back. Playoff. Get it going. I, I think it's going to be great. Now, yeah. I'm, I'm like you. What Those, the hell? The regular I... season is weird. Right. I know it's a big part of its RSNs and mm-hmm. fulfilling con- contracts for TV. You know, to answer your question from earlier, I mean, they have to count for something, right? Or why would they yeah, try? Yeah. <laughs> What's the point? Right, just play the guys at the end of the bench and save the stars for the playoffs. That's what I, I liked about that group, uh, kind of grouping, like you see the World Cup kind of do that they yes. initially talked about. That was the part that I liked, mm-hmm. is even if you are one of these bottom feeder teams, you get second in your group, you're into mm-hmm. whatever format of the playoffs it is. That's off the table the 22 teams, but we'll go in depth here with Sean. Yeah, we'll do that next as we take you until noon. Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KX and 0-1-1. Waiting in the rain forever for the return to sports. NBA is going to be up first. Miller and Condon, welcome back. Sean Devaney momentarily. Uh, this little nugget just in. Major League Baseball has announced television and radio crews. When their team is on the road, they will do all broadcasts from a remote location in their either their home city mm-hmm. or their home ballpark. So TV, radio, they're staying home for the season. They are not traveling with the team. Basketball, you can do that. Baseball, when you're trying to track a ball and try to check it off. You're at the mercy of the television monitor in front of you. Cameraman, you got a lot more important. Indeed. Sean Devaney joins us as we talk NBA. Sean Trenton, Ken in Des Moines, thank you for coming on. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you guys? Doing well. Well, it sounds like we've got some encouraging news from the NBA. I love the 8-9 format. Uh, Trent and I have been kicking this around all morning. How are they going to handle the remainder of the regular season as far as, you know, specifically some of those teams that, you know, are being left out, the Forgotten Eight or whatever you want to call them? Um, they had to show it up on some of the 22 teams that are going to be a part of it. Have you seen the plan for the remainder of the regular season, Sean? Yeah, we're not 100% sure on how they're going to schedule this, you know, in terms of uh, who's going to play who. Uh, and, uh, and how that's going to work, who's going to play, uh, you know, the tougher teams and, and what kind of schedule it's going to look like. Uh, all that's going to be, uh, uh, determined as they go forward. Um, but, you know, it, 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 you've heard a lot of complaints. I've heard a lot of complaints from teams who say, uh, you know, we've, uh, uh, we, we've done all of our long, difficult road trips and there's teams that still had some uh-huh. coming up. Uh, and uh, and they're not going to have, you know the strength of schedule. You there's nothing to f- to factor in for that. Um, so that's that's going to be a real concern. Uh, certainly, if you're Orlando, you know you've you, you've got some some complaints because uh, Washington is five and a half games behind Orlando. Basically, would have zero chance of catching up. But under this this, this eight nine rule, uh, you know there's a chance that Washington could get within striking distance within that four games 
uh, of Orlando uh, and uh, and be allowed to, uh, uh, to 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 force the basically force the Magic uh, to play uh, uh, two games and and have to win one of those two games. So uh, you know, there's 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 certainly going to be a lot of teams that are that are not happy with the format. Uh, but Adam Silver knew that coming in. Not going to be able to make everybody happy. That's just the reality when you're talking about 30 different teams with different ideas of the way this thing should go out. You know, another part, obviously, there's not going to be home court advantage. There's been continued conversations about that. Is there anything that can be done short of giving a team a 5-0 start at the beginning of the game? Hey, there's your home court advantage. Right. I mean, the, I, the league doesn't want to do that. You know, it doesn't want to get too gimmicky mm-hmm. uh, with this. But at the same time, how do you adjust for... Uh, you, you know, a team that uh, the, the, that played its butts off to uh, to, to get the higher seed. You know, a team like Milwaukee right. uh, that uh, that that has such a commanding lead in the Eastern Conference and uh, and has a lead uh, uh, overall uh, for the number one seed. Uh, and they're so tough to beat in Milwaukee. How do you replicate that advantage that they worked hard for? Um, it's impossible. There's just nothing they can do. Um, you know, something reasonable would be. Uh, after the tip-off, so you have the opening tip, and then usually whoever wins the tip gets the ball to start the fourth quarter. The other team gets the ball for the second and third quarter. Uh, basically, after the tip, uh, the idea would be you know you give the ball to uh, uh, to the to the team with the home court advantage uh, for, to, to start all the quarters. Yeah. You know, does that you know it, it gives you maybe one extra possession, sometimes two extra possessions. Um, so that you know that that's a slight advantage. Uh, but you know, it's little things like that. Maybe an extra challenge uh, for mm-hmm. coaches. Uh, you know, things like that. Uh, uh, but you know, that that doesn't replicate a home court advantage. No question. No, but you know, I like that plan that you just referenced, Sean, better than the the the, the higher seed gets to choose the hotel that they stay in for the jury. <laughs> Honestly, that was out there. <laughs> well, ask the players about that because a lot of them would say, "No, no, 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 we'll take the hotel." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I understand. So you mentioned Milwaukee. Um, in in your mind, and it's it's going to be so crazy, right? This is why I think Vegas line makers are just going to be beside themselves trying to figure this out. I mean, talent wise, is Milwaukee talent wise the best team in the NBA in your mind from what you've seen so far? Uh, no, I wouldn't necessarily say so. I think I think the Clippers are. You know, I think talent wise, top to bottom. You know, they haven't been healthy all year, so they they, they didn't really have a chance, and and they had started to. Uh, to come together as they got healthy after the All Star break, I believe they won nine out of their last ten games before uh, uh, before the break. That was when when they finally had everybody together and were, and were starting to get some momentum. I think talent wise, I'd probably say the Clippers uh, and then the Bucks uh, and then the Lakers. The Lakers don't really have the depth. Of course, they have uh, arguably the best front line talent when you talk about LeBron James and uh, and uh, and Anthony Davis. Uh, but, uh, but, you know, as far as depth goes, and depth could wind up being a real issue here, uh, especially if you get a lot of these ticky tack injuries, you know, mm-hmm. as players are trying to, trying to hurry back, uh, try, you know, not, not quite in their usual groove. Um, you know, so I think depth could be a real, uh, uh, a real factor here. So, uh, I would probably have Clippers talent wise. Uh, at the top of the chain, and then have the Bucks, and then uh, followed by the Lakers. Safety is certainly paramount to all of this. That's going to be a continued conversation. And having families there. So it's not going to be a completely empty building. There's going to be people there. I know there's been conversations how many family members would be allowed in. And 
we saw miking up players, how great that was for the golf just a couple weeks ago mm-hmm. with the foursome that we saw here. How about miking up players and maybe miking up some families? I would love to see a mom or a grandma or a wife or even the kids miked up and maybe get some fun shots out of that as they're hollering on a dad out there on the court. Yeah, you guys, you guys should uh, uh, give Adam Silver a call. I, I think he's a good. You got idea. his number? <laughs> I'd like to see that. <laughs> I'd like to. I'd like to see this as well. No, you know, I think that that there's they're going to have to get creative with this. They're going to have to have a lot of cooperation from from the players, and they will. Um, you know, there's this was in part. This return is is as much about Adam Silver as it is about Chris Paul and LeBron James and sort of the the top of the food chain on on the players side. Uh, you know the, the, those players really did did help drive this as well. Um, in, in terms of you know, like I said, the, the the top of the food chain, not not there's a lot of the rank and file and the players association isn't quite as happy about all this. Uh, but uh, you, you know, the, the the guys who are making thirty, forty million bucks a year, they want to get back out there uh, so that they can they can earn the rest of those contracts. Um, but uh, so you're going to get cooperation from those guys because they helped. Uh, facilitate this and bring this to uh, uh, bring this to fruition. You know, you, you mentioned Adam Silver, and I think for the most part, sports fans look at the commissioners and, you know, they're, they're not real fond of Goodell, they, and they, do, they don't know enough about Bettman because there's not enough hockey fans. Uh, Manfred, uh, Silver seemingly is on the top of everybody's pecking order. David Stern was incredibly popular, uh, and it's never, it's never tough to, you know, to follow the guy, and I think David Stern was the guy, and he was that guy for 30 years. I I think Silver's done a remarkable job filling those shoes. Silver, though, here's the thing, and this will be this is to me this is uh, uh, this is his big test because the things that he has, uh, you know, even though there there, there were some uh, controversial issues, um, you know, they were they were sort of softballs. You know, it wasn't you know when you when you look at the thing, he came in uh, and within uh, two months of him Clippers. being in when yeah. when he got it was, that was when the Donald Sterling yeah. stuff happened in 2015. Uh, and, you know, he handled it great. You know, he, he was, he was terrific the way he handled it. He was strong. He was forceful. He was decisive. He got all the owners behind him. But getting rid of Donald Sterling wasn't that controversial an issue. Mm-hmm. This is different because this is, this is going to be something where, uh, you know, if somebody gets sick, it's going to fall on Adam Silver. You know, if, 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 if something happens, uh, God forbid, you know, that's, uh, uh, where somebody gets really sick, uh, you know, this is going to come back on the league. This is going to come back on Adam Silver. So, um, you know, he's he's got a lot at stake here. Uh, you, you're right that that he is viewed so positively. Uh, at the same time, uh, you, you could look at the, the the things he's had to handle. Uh, this is this is the toughest one, and he hasn't had anything quite this tough. No doubt about it, Sean. Thank you for uh, popping on. We look forward to uh, hopefully uh, you fitting Des Moines in your schedule here in the weeks ahead as we get closer to the start of the remainder of the uh, regular season into the playoffs. Thank you, Sean Forbes Sports at Forbes Sports on Twitter. Uh, appreciate you coming on. Sean. Okay, thanks for having me. Guys. Good to talk to you. Sean Devaney covers the NBA and has for decades. Game 7, the conclusion of the NBA is October 12th. Mm-hmm. Now in the past, it was always scheduled for a Sunday in June. Oh yes, yes. Well, they're not going to do that. Right. It is a Monday. Monday, Monday night, night football. Night football. Chargers at Saints is the scheduled game for that night. Mm. It's football. You would figure what how do you push it back a day to Tuesday? I, that's a great. I, it, are you? Oof. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking ahead. 
I got problems. I'm, I'm so no, but that's a this. that's a good thing to look at, Trent. Well, honestly. and I was really wondering because I saw the conclusion of it, but what is it? Sunday, Wednesday, Friday, they play those first games of the NBA. Final. I think that's the way it plays out. Regardless, you're not going to put it on Sundays at all. Uh-uh. You're completely staying away from that. Uh-uh. Are you staying away from Saturdays as I well? Would. And then going probably Friday. So, well, TNT doesn't have any um, Monday, Wednesday, but Friday. A- but ABC's got the finals. Yeah. So the, and they got college football. Yeah, college on football. Does that mean no night game? Oh, you know what? We'll work through this. Just give us the damn thing, would you please? <laughs> yes. We'll, we'll figure, figure out particulars out. later. Uh, Kim Reynolds, the governor of the state of Iowa, she's scheduled to be on these airways right at eleven. Her twice weekly press conference Tuesday being the other day. Mark Morehouse on Iowa at about eleven thirty-five. Trent and I till noon. It's Miller and Condon weekdays ten to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, fourteen sixty KXNO and one hundred six point three FM.